Welcome to the PeaceWorks Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Moles. I'm a pastor and biblical counselor who helps churches and families confront the evil of domestic violence and promote healthy, God-honoring relationships. Welcome back to the PeaceWorks Podcast, everyone. On today's episode, I, I want to talk a little bit about my relationship with biblical counselors, and more specifically, um, similar to last week's conversation of just some thoughts on the church growing in our response, talking a little bit about how we as biblical counselors can grow in our response. I bring this up because there, there are um, a great deal of uh, a great deal of times, instances in which. Uh, I'm, I'm put on the defensive because of my association with biblical counseling. I mean, I've been a part of the biblical counseling movement for uh, 20 plus years. And in that time, I've met some incredible people, wonderful counselors, uh, very thoughtful folks. And yet, uh, when it comes to my the other side of, of my life, the, the work within domestic violence intervention and prevention, there's a growing and real hostility. Uh, towards folks who hold to the sufficiency of Scripture. And I think I, I understand that because of some glaring misses that have occurred within biblical counseling. Uh, looking at the, the whole picture, though, I, I don't see the biblical counseling movement being a greater offender, say, than, than any institution or movement, because when it comes to domestic violence intervention, uh, there has not been great responses. I mean, the same could be said for um, educational institutions, for um, the court system, for sure, uh, and for licensed counselors, even. I was reading um, something recently that only about 10% of counselors have had training in domestic violence um, dynamics and impact. And that certainly is, is probably even lower within the biblical counseling movement as we consider that this topic is relatively new to that particular tribe and there hasn't been a great deal of um, direction given other than a paper here or there from a generalist. And so I thought it'd be helpful just to talk to my biblical counseling friends. Uh, I love you guys, appreciate you all, and uh, just three, three things, three thoughts that I think might help us uh, as we move forward. And the first is really considering specialized training. Now, and I think that's one of this is one of the areas that I think has really uh, caused us to to have a slower response or maybe an insufficient response in some ways. That's one of the little key phrases within biblical counseling is that the scriptures are sufficient, but the counselors are all, not always sufficient. And I think that's true in areas such as domestic abuse and sexual assault and some aspects of addiction. I think there are problems in life that are, are significant and um, specific enough that while the scripture speaks to the heart of the individuals, if you haven't received specialized training or made aware of, of what you're looking for, what you're looking at, we can easily misapply uh, what we know to the situation or misdiagnose. In fact, I think that's one of the, the areas that has hindered us as counselors in general, and then specifically for those of us biblical counselors the most, is we tend to misdiagnose issues of abuse. 
uh, and it we also tend to fold to the, the pressure of the institutional church in the areas of sexual abuse and those are those are both um, ignorant and immoral in, in many ways that's why I think specialized training is needed now this is something that is uh, somewhat new to biblical counseling if you've been in the movement for a while you you know this if you haven't let me just fill you in one of the hallmarks of biblical counseling from its birth in the late 60s early 70s to really its uh, resurgence in the 1990s into um, into its um, current state which is is fairly healthy at this point has been the training and releasing of general counselors individuals who trust the sufficiency of scripture who believe in progressive sanctification and who address a, a myriad of problems and this has been the training model since uh, its inception really and I don't disapprove I actually think that's a healthy a healthy training model to have lay counselors who are trained in the Word of God equipped and ready to handle a, a wide variety of problems there are, however, some problems um, that involve intense aspects of suffering, shame, and sin that I think do require extra training, extra equipping, extra skill building. And domestic abuse is one of those. As my friend Darby Strickland from the Christian Counseling and Education Foundation puts it, uh, cases of abuse are like looking in a, your, your reflection in a spoon. Things are distorted and, and upside down. It is easy to miss. It is easy to misstep. And as I've said many, many times, there's no perfect intervention. So biblical counselors who do not necessarily know what they're looking for, have not been made aware, like anyone else in society, will miss or misdiagnose. In fact, those who are skilled at this work, uh, we've had this conversation many times. You've probably heard in other venues my conversations with my friend Joy Forrest that she and I, we, we miss things. Having been in this work for a combined you know, 40 years or whatever, we uh, miss things. And it, it is a very difficult work. And when you're coming at specific problems with a general practitioner approach, it's possible that you'll miss and this is reasonable I think um, consider the difference between um, being treated for bronchitis by your family physician versus being referred to an oncologist for lung cancer right They're, those are two different diagnoses receiving needing um, the same field they both need doctors but folks that are specialized in the work I know it's not an apples-to-apples apples comparison, but I think biblical counselors, we would benefit if we had specialized training in certain areas. And we really found those folks that are passionate and somewhat have a, have a proclivity, have a leaning towards that work, that find themselves excelling in this work and releasing those folks. And I, I, do, I do see that happening in the future. We already see some biblical counseling organizations offering specialized training in things like uh, reconciliation, uh, conflict resolution, marriage, addiction, uh, and I do think having well-trained folks in the area of domestic abuse will make, make a huge difference within the biblical counseling movement. Number two, I think, would be beneficial for us as biblical counselors if we observed 
actual domestic abuse counseling take place. One of the difficulties in learning and, and specializing in this area is that most biblical counselors learn on the fly. Um, most of us are learning in a vacuum. Uh, I know myself, I was isolated uh, as a counselor. I did the best that I could in my home state and through my supervision process, tried to take as much, take advantage of much as I could uh, with my supervisor, uh, looking over my shoulder somewhat. But I had no other counselors around me from a biblical perspective. And, uh, and so I was learning and relying on the, the Holy Spirit through that. And praise God, he did a good work there. But it would have been nice to have had a team, other people around me, uh, especially folks who were well-versed in this work that I could observe and watch. And that's something that the biblical counseling movement has done again since its inception, which is require observation hours, individuals to actually witness counseling take place. That is very healthy in a general practitioner setting like we've talked about. But again, with the whole specialized nature of this particular work, it would be nice for um, counselors to see uh, a skilled counselor work with a victim, for counselors to see a skilled counselor work with an offender, uh, and also see people build counseling plans that include uh, separate counseling, not doing marriage counseling. I think we're going to get there, but I do believe that it's, um, it is a um, change that needs to take place at the training center, center level, and that's going to take time as things seep down and seep through um, and people receive that type of training. And, of course, observation is a big piece of that. Lastly, my last thought, and then I want to talk about some resources in each of these areas, is just skill building. And I've, I've alluded to this in the last point of observation, but when it comes to skill building, one of the essential pieces is to surround yourself with healthy teams, having multiple people. And that's, an, that's also a new, a new concept for biblical counseling and not a new concept for biblical counseling. Let me explain. When biblical counseling first began in its inception, teams were a big part of the process. In fact, I remember talking with um, uh, George Scipione about those early days of biblical counseling and what they called uh, supper seminars, which is um, learning and counseling and debriefing over supper, uh, doing case management together. And that's one advantage that biblical counseling has. Now, certainly it can be um, it, it can be difficult when matters of confidentiality, and so you have to be responsible and, and have proper paperwork and all of that. But there really is a benefit of being able to do case, doing case management together, in particular in the area of domestic abuse counseling. And I think that's something that has kind of been lost in the movement. Um, and, and I understand that to a, to a degree. So imagine you are working at a small you know, church counseling center. You have three lay counselors and a waiting list that goes on and on and on. You're, you're trying to manage uh, just an immense amount of people with limited resources. Uh, but there is a benefit in particular in our world of domestic abuse care for biblical counselors to involve teams. Now, of course, this has to be done responsibly and and go back and listen to episodes I've talked about teams before, but having multiple eyes on the prize, especially in this work, is essential. And I think it's the fastest means of growing and developing skill. 
because you have folks who can um, graciously critique your work, challenge you, draw things to your attention that you were not seeing, and then you have the opportunity to learn from others who are doing the work as well. So I think it exponentially increases your skill when you're surrounded by uh, team members, pastors, advocates, other counselors. Just to, to recap what we've talked about so far, I think three thoughts for biblical counselors, we would really benefit from specialized training. So those of us who are, say, I'll use the lingo, say we're level two or level three uh, you know, biblical counselors or we're certified biblical counselors, I think we would benefit from continuing education with specific emphasis on domestic abuse. And uh, not now, maybe not all of us. Certainly, I would love to see all biblical counselors with a basic understanding of the dynamics and impact. But I do think there needs to be a a, a small, if not um, um, if not larger, but but definitely a beginning group of people who are really focused in on this area and um, are able to train others to do the same. I think observation's a big part of that. Um, well, let me go back to specialization for a minute. So far, as of the time of this recording, I don't know of anybody who really does specialized training in this other than uh, what we do at PeaceWorks University. Of course, it's not completely biblical counseling focused. I do think that is a next step. So pray with us as we consider and talk to folks about what would um, CEUs and specialized training look like for biblical counselors. You know, when it comes to observation, I'd said that was my second thought. It'd be nice to see counseling take place. There's one resource that I want to recommend to you that um, I'm incredibly proud of. I think it was a, just a great resource that I had the privilege of being a part of, just part of the team. But the team did a wonderful job, and that's the Institute of Biblical Counseling and Discipleship. That's out of uh, the San Diego area of California, and they create probably the highest quality observation videos that are available to the biblical counseling movement. And this past year, they released the domestic abuse uh, video series, and I had the privilege of being the uh, counselor, one of the counselors in the series. And I can tell you it is as close to the real thing as, as you'll get as far as being in the counseling room. And that's a nine video series, includes uh, four counseling sessions, three with myself and a character named Travis, and one with my friend Joy Forrest and uh, Katie. Uh, it also includes a handbook that would be a, an exceptional tool for biblical counselors to grow in their observation and their skill. Uh, lastly, if you're thinking of skill building and, and building teams, I do recommend to you, again, PeaceWorks University and the work that we're doing uh, over at chrismoles.org. But one other resource that I mentioned last week that I think might, might also be helpful for you is becoming a church that cares well. You can find that at churchcares.com, uh, but it is a free resource. And what I would recommend is using that resource as your primer. So if you're listening and you're a biblical counselor and you have a team, let's say, whether it's a team of three lay people or whether it's a larger church and you've got a team of 20 certified counselors, I would recommend making uh, church cares part of your training just as a primer of saying, okay, everyone on our counseling team now has a basic knowledge of, of the needs and 
particulars of abuse. And then to see who in your group has a significant interest in skill building and start to build teams, start to construct roles that you can fulfill so that when you have a case, people are not functioning alone. One of the big detriments to uh, counselors and domestic abuse care is that we operate sometimes in isolation and domestic abuse responses involve counseling but more than counseling. Counseling alone is not sufficient. We need um, a, a holistic approach and that's going to require multiple team members functioning in multiple roles such as advocates, pastors, mentors, etc. So you know as I've been talking I mean there's there's a lot to think about if we're going to be the safest place on the planet and if biblical counselors are going to be part of that transformation then I think we need to grow in our skill we need to have more opportunities to observe care taking place well and then we absolutely need additional training and education so would you pray with us at PeaceWorks and um, for us as we continue to wrestle with the needs of the biblical counseling movement and um, uh, if you're a biblical counselor, let me encourage you to begin to supplement your study and your reading, if you're interested in this field, with good books and resources on the topic of domestic abuse so that you too can grow in your education and your response. Well, guys, thank you for um, joining us today, being part of the PeaceWorks podcast. We're so thankful that you guys take the time every week to be here. Um, if you have not checked out chrismoles.org, head over there. Uh, you can learn more about PeaceWorks University uh, as well as some of our online courses. Access this podcast and read some of our, our blog posts. We um, appreciate everybody who contributes and participates and wants to see the church become a safer place on the planet. Thank you guys again for listening. God bless.